All right, welcome. This is Suzanne Hemmett from Collective Herd, and this is the second episode of the epic Collective Herd Wisdom from the Collective Herd. I, this is my my working um, name, working title of this podcast. But basically, I, I started this last episode because I wanted I had something on my chest. I had something that I just needed to get out. And so I recorded a little podcast. And so now I think, um, you know, this this could be a thing. This could be a thing. I wanted to share today, because this is something that I get asked a lot. And it, um, it bears explanation. Why, why do I call my business Collective Herd? Why, where did that name Collective Herd come from? Well, quite literally that the name collective herd came from out of the blue like it really I was sitting back up a little bit I don't know many of you might not know that uh, before I became a coach and a speaker and a trainer I was actually a digital marketing consultant and I still do that I still am that that's that's my background so I was in the business of helping people to establish their online presence and get a website on on the internet and um, set up their hosting and their email and their domain name and all of that one-stop shop so that's that's what I have done for how many years now oh my gosh almost well 19 years yeah and so I was registering a domain name for someone and this idea just popped into my head this domain name I do not know why but I just got the idea to register the domain name collectiveherd.com and herd spelled h-e-r-d like a herd of horses so I registered it I mean you know for me because I get wholesale pricing it's uh it wasn't that big a deal to register that so I just did it and I didn't know what I was going to do with that domain name. I just parked it. And then that year, I was doing a lot of personal and professional development. I was in all kinds of programs. And you have to understand, like, I am a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I really, really love to learn. So it's something that I I like to do all the time. I'm always reading. I'm always watching webinars and taking seminars and going to workshops and you know, working with different coaches, because I love, love, love to learn. But this year, this the the year that I registered Collective Herd, I was involved in quite a number of different trainings. First of all, I was working with Jack Canfield in his Train the Trainer program. So I was learning the success principles and learning how to teach the success principles and coach other people on the success principles. So I was in that program, traveling back and forth to California and Arizona to work with Jack. Then I also signed up to work with a um, a business coach in South Carolina. I was in a, a year-long program that had some objectives around growing my business. So I was in that program, learning more about business and, and how to market better. Then I was also taking Reiki classes. So in the spring, I did my Reiki level one. 
And then in the fall, I went back and I achieved my Reiki level two. So I was working with a Reiki master from Australia who travels around the world and teaches classes and does retreats. Wonderful, wonderful man. So I, I got my first and second degree Reiki. And then I was also, because many, many of you may know or may not know, I am an equestrian. I love horses. I, I have a horse. I've had horses in the past. And so I was working with another mentor in the uh, horsemanship world, horse training world, by the name of Chris Irwin. He's also a very successful trainer, travels the world, uh, has written a number of books. So I was working with him and learning his methodology and working on my certification, my horse training certification through him. So all of this was going on all at the same time. And I was running my business and I was doing the, the digital marketing side of it. And then I was doing the coaching, um, the, my coaching business. At the time, those two businesses were completely separate. I also had a, a small writing school. I didn't like to tell too many people about that because I already had a waiting list. I only had two horses that I could teach on. So uh, my classes were either private or semi-private lessons and I really didn't have room or or inclination to be honest to to take it any bigger than that I just loved doing it and so I was teaching horseback riding lessons anyway one of my friends who I met through the horseback riding lessons we were out for dinner one night and she was asking me because she was, you know, really intrigued and interested in all that I was doing. She she was kind of a contrast to me, you know, where I was very outgoing and gregarious and brave and, you know, would just speak up and speak out and, and go and like get on a plane and fly across the world by myself. Like that's, that's just who I am. I'm, you know, a little bit larger than life sometimes she's kind of a homebody and quiet and shy and reserved. And, you know, she would never ever, unless she had to stand up in front of a a group of people, you know, a room of people and give a speech. Um, She just, you know, she wouldn't do that. She probably wouldn't get on a plane and fly halfway across the world by herself either, unless she had to do that. But I choose to do that. I enjoy doing that. I, you know, I thrive on that. I love that. It's exciting. And so sometimes I I got the sense that maybe she was living a little bit vicariously through me. You know, it was it the the things that I was doing were interesting to her. Not that she ever wanted to do them herself. It's not like it was an envious sort of thing. It was just you know it was really entertaining for her to to watch my (laughs) my adventures, my antics, my you know larger than life escapades. Um, through that lens without having to take that risk herself and get out there herself because you know she was she was quite firmly um, an introvert but she loved to interact with me and talk to me and find out what what was going on for me and she was one of my greatest supporters I love that about her she just was a great great cheerleader and and was always, you know, backing me up and telling me I could do it and reminding me how awesome I, you know, she thought I was. And and so everybody needs a friend like that. Everybody needs a friend like that. She was awesome. Anyway, so we were out for dinner and I was 
telling her about, you know, the latest things she was asking me about. And she said to me, Suzanne, imagine if you could have Jack Canfield, which is my Reiki master, Chris Irwin, which is my horsemanship mentor, and, um, sorry, Jack Canfield not, is not my Reiki master. Jack Canfield is my, my success principles coach, right? Um, and Chris Irwin and John Crundle is my Reiki master. So Jack Canfield, Chris Irwin, John Crundle, all in the same room together. If you could be a fly on the wall and have them all in the same room together, imagine what that would be like. And I still, to this day, every single time I think about it and describe it, I get goosebumps because, wow, that would be so cool. Because you see, they, the three of them, although they are very different and they've probably never, ever met one another, they have a lot of similarities in their philosophies and beliefs and values. You know, they, they all believe that we're all connected. They all believe that, you know, everything is energy and, and we bring energy and, and we project energy in our interactions. And they all believe that the world would be a, a better place if we could all get along better and collaborate and cooperate. So the three of them have a lot of common ground and yet they come from all of those things or they come to all of those principles and values and and ideals through different perspectives so if you look at Jack Canfield he talks about the mind and neuro-linguistic programming and brain neuroscience and you know programming the brain and your mindset he looks at it and the law of attraction as well, but but mostly, you know, the brain. So he comes at it from the mind side. And then Chris Irwin is all about the body and how you hold your body when you're on your horse and how you posture your body when you're with your horse and the body language between you and your horse and what the horse's body needs when you're working with your horse and when you're riding your horse so he's very much about the physicality and the body of things so mind body and then we've got John Crendle who is a Reiki master who who believes in source energy and spirituality and you know he's the the spirit of of that piece of it so mind body spirit to have the three of them in the same room together talking about the same kinds of things oh my god mind blowing like so I I was like amazed like wow that would be so awesome I said to her and she paused and she she looked at me and she said you know I have that every time I sit with you I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you you bring that to all our conversations to, you know, every time we sit down and, and talk, I I have that through you, mind, body, spirit. And that's when it clicked for me. That's when it all made sense. The collective herd. The collective herd is the collective wisdom of all of the teachers and guides and mentors and trainers and authors that I've ever learned anything from. I bring all of that when I'm interacting with someone, when I'm coaching someone, when I'm mentoring someone, 
when I'm having a conversation with someone, you're getting all of that, that collective wisdom. And taking that a step further, I believe that that as Jung believed, Carl Jung was a um, a prominent psychotherapist who talked about the collective, this this collective consciousness of wisdom and knowledge that we all have the ability to tap into. And it explains why generations ago, if a child were to be presented with, uh, you know, an iPhone, they would not understand that you need to, you know, swipe. They wouldn't understand what it was. They wouldn't understand that it's something that you could display things on or talk into or hear things from. They wouldn't know what to do with it. But children born more recently seem to innately know without ever being instructed what an iPhone is and how to use an iPhone or smartphone. And they pick it up so quickly. And I believe it's because as human beings learn things and evolve it's like all of our learnings and all of our knowledge kind of tap into or or get fed into this this collective consciousness that we all have access to so even though you've never experienced something yourself you can tap into that and learn something really quickly because someone else has learned it before you look at for instance you know the the 12 minute mile for the longest time it was thought to be impossible to run a 12 minute mile it was unthinkable and then the first person did it and then that same year a whole bunch of other people did it because now it became possible it was it was now it existed in the realm of possibility it it existed that idea that concept existed in the collective consciousness and so whether those other people had heard about that one person who did it or not it was now part of that collective consciousness and suddenly it became a possibility so i i really believe in the collective consciousness i i think that some of our intuition comes from that and we contribute to it by how we develop ourselves and so when when we pursue our own personal professional development we're actually helping to elevate the evolution of of the entire world the entire human species it said you know that a, a rising tide raises all ships and it's it's the same thing with evolution when we raise our our vibrations, when we raise our consciousness, when we raise the level of of our own evolution, then then we do that for all of humanity, and we bring all of humanity with us a little bit. So that's what the collective herd is. The collective herd is all of those teachers that I've had that I bring to you, but it's also what you tap into and what you contribute to when you work together in one of my programs or with me directly or you know just interact with uh, this post this podcast 
or a blog post on my website or something else that I put on, out there on social media. So that's what that's what the collective herd is. And I, I just love the concept. I think really that we would do, all do a lot better if we all came at life from a more herd-like dynamic. And I, and I want to just address that because the idea of a herd has gotten a bad rap for a long, long time, right? People say, you don't want to just be one of the herd. Like they talk about it like it's a really negative thing. You don't just, you know, you don't just want to follow the herd. You want to stand out, so on and so forth. Well, a couple things about that. First of all, we talk about wanting to stand out of the herd, but then we talk about creating our tribe, bring, you know, making a tribe or being part of a tribe. So mm, kind of a contradiction there. But secondly, when you look at herds, for instance, herds of horses, horses been, have been around so much longer than mankind. And they've survived because of herd dynamics, because of how they interact and protect each other and serve one another and, you know, lead cooperatively in a herd. It's, it's what's kept them around for way, way longer than human, humankind has been. So I think we have something to learn from that, right? There's, there's safety in numbers. There's, um, a, a sense of community in a herd and quite frankly human beings are a gregarious species we are biologically designed to live in community with other human beings it's in our dna it's it's just a biological truth about human beings that we are meant to be with other other members of our own species just like a herd, just like a herd of horses. So standing out from the herd kind of goes against human nature. Because while yes, you want to be noticed if you're trying to promote your business or yourself in some way, you want to be noticed for sure, absolutely. You don't actually want to be separate from the herd, you want to be a part of the herd. So let's, let's look at the herd a little bit differently. Let's look at how a herd can actually benefit you. So in a herd, there's collaboration and cooperation. Members protect one another. There is a leader, but actually leadership is shared in a herd. So whoever happens to be the best, the most competent in a particular situation usually ends up leading in that situation. If you study horses and Linda Kahanov uh, who is a psychiatrist and is a horsewoman and runs this beautiful program down in Arizona, teaches other other facilitators how to um, how to facilitate the equine assisted program that that she's developed. She observed through many many hours of just sitting with horses. She observed different leadership traits of horses, and she wrote a book but the five uh, the five roles of a leader and she talks about how some leaders are more dominant some leaders are more of sentinels some leaders are more of the nurturer companions and depending on what is going on in a situation horses also have those 
those different traits and some are more predominant in one horse than another but depending on the situation the horse that is most suited to handling that situation because of their competencies and and their tendencies that horse will usually take the lead in that situation so it's not like there is only ever one leader of a herd and they're that leader no matter what happens you know ad infinitum it's more a matter of shared leadership based on who's the most competent in that particular situation so imagine if we applied that to human leadership imagine if we said okay i'm really good at this so as long as we're in this context and we're doing this stuff you know i'm in charge everybody uh respects that and then you know something changes or or a new new situation arises and now there's someone else who's more competent and they step in and take over imagine if we had that kind of leadership pretty cool right The other thing I want to say is, you know, if you look around at the world, there are so many things that are in crisis these days. Our our environment, our economies, even our democracies are kind of in crisis these days. How did we get there? Well, I, I really believe that it's from this predator mentality that we've been operating on. This survival of the fittest, it's a dog-eat-dog world, you go for the jugular, you know, it's a competition for resources. I think that has gotten us into the trouble that we're in now with, you know, wars happening. I mean, why do wars happen? Wars happen because people are fighting over resources. Resources like land, territories, um, you know, oil and gas resources gold precious gems um, you know natural resources money this is why conflict happens and so when we are in the mindset of you know the world is limited resources then there's more conflict because we're fighting for those resources because darwin darwin's theory of evolution taught us that it's survival of the fittest. And so you have to fight for resources in order to survive. And those that aren't strong and can't fight for their resources, they will die. But in fact, that is creating this world where, where we're so much in competition over resources that we're neglecting to take care of the very planet that sustains us. If the planet dies, we all die. That's that's the bottom line. Doesn't matter who has the most resources. If the planet dies, none of us come out alive. So what's what's really better in terms of survival? Is it fighting to the death over what we assume are limited resources or is it collaborating and cooperating and sharing leadership and coming together and recognizing that we are all in this together and we need to work together in order to survive. So that's what the collective herd is about. That's just a taste of some of my philosophies around that as well. And I hope you will tune in to this podcast every now and again, maybe weekly, 
and uh, listen to some of the things that I want to teach you about. I want to talk about spirituality. I want to talk about how spirituality impacts our business relationships. I want to talk about healthy living, you know, um, how you can how you can fuel your body so that you can perform better, so that you can be a better human being in your relationships, how you can be more energetic in your work and what you bring to the world. I want to talk about strengths and gifts and and what makes everyone unique and what makes everyone wonderful and awesome because I think everyone is awesome in some way, in their own unique way. I want to talk about all of that. And then I want to talk about success principles. What are the actual nuts and bolts things that you can do to get from point A to point B, to get from where you are now to where you want to be? So I want to talk about all of that stuff. I'm going to weave in my success principles training. I'm going to weave in the years and years of of knowledge that I have working in digital marketing. And then I'm going to weave in all of the things that I've learned from all of the books that I've read. Sitting where I'm sitting right now behind me, there are bookshelves with hundreds and hundreds of books, most of which I have read. There's a few there that I either got as a gift or I got as a freebie or something that I that I have not cracked the spine on yet. But most of the books behind me I have read. So I want to weave, you know, when it's applicable, when it's relevant, I want to weave all those things into these podcasts as well. And, and I want to know, what do you guys want to hear about? What would you like me to talk about? Who would you like me to interview? If there's somebody out there that you want me to connect with and interview, I would love to to be able to bring cool people to you as well. Let's have a conversation and uh, and see where this takes us. But until the next episode, I want you to go out there, be brave, be brilliant, and be part of this amazing collective herd and share your contributions with it. Bye for now.